0: Welcome to the American Hard Enduro podcast.
1: Welcome to the American Hard Enduro podcast number 18 of 2021. I'm Drew Kirby. Before we get to tonight's guest, I'd like to thank a couple companies that have been great to us this year. First up, SLM Racing, KTM of North Texas. Uh, Will and I both really enjoyed our 2021 300 XCWs. I uh, look forward to working with those guys again in 2022 and also Rob Cosler with Moto Lab Suspension outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, he's kept all our suspension working smoothly. Anytime Will or I puts a ding or a, a dent in something, he's got us back on the trail as quick as possible. So if you guys are in those areas, check out either of those companies. They're both uh, good guys to work with. So without further ado, I'm going to get to the guy, uh, I've been trying to chase down for a while. Josh Shecker. Josh, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Drew. Sorry I was hard to chase down. It's just well, a, it's a hectic life over here, but I wouldn't want it any other way.
1: Well, so let's talk about it, Josh. Where are you in the world right now? I'm in San Diego right now. San Diego. Where, where have you been and where are you going? Um,
2: I'm headed tomorrow morning. I'm flying to pull in loads for the first round of super enduro. Okay. Um, I'm uh I'll be there till Sunday. I'm traveling with Colton, crashing okay. on his couch.
1: What what's um, I heard some rumors about you going back to work and it's been in wrenches for Husky. Is there any truth to that?
2: Yeah, I heard that rumor yesterday. Somebody <laughs> called me up and asked me what the deal was, but uh uh it's uh It's not true. I'm not coming back as a mechanic. I'm just trying to stay on the pulse of what's going on and the the racing that I want to be involved in. And Super Enduro is that. And this first round is going to be pretty awesome. I think the competition's major, it's stacked. There's a lot of really good guys that can be on that podium and even challenge for the win. And more competition than I've seen on Enduro Cross Track or Super Enduro Track, maybe since 2015.
1: Well, there's definitely some good guys. The favorite thing I saw the list of riders competing, and uh, it showed Billy Bolt on a FC 530. Did you, did you catch that in the the little release? No, <laughs> yeah, they, I, I saw that they,
2: roster. I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, it, I think they obviously you know switched up the three and the five. So instead of a 350, it was a uh, 530. We got. I think we posted it on Instagram and got a bunch of comments about it. It'd
2: be a lot cooler if you raced on a
1: 530. Oh yeah. So all right. So before we get into Super Enduro uh let's back up we haven't done a podcast since enduro cross wrapped up you were involved with todd and the guys with kicker and the enduro cross what uh what was your role and uh, how'd you like it this year
2: uh well my role was i was like a, a floor manager a track consultant when we were building the race course Uh, kind of clerk of the course the week leading up as the materials would come in I was just kind of making sure that the left line was as fast as the right line everything was even obstacles were doable whether it was for the amateur class or the pro class and everybody was uh, getting a good experience on the same racetrack then when the racing would come I'd hang out out there make sure the track was developing kind of monitor how the track was developing to see if if, if the matrix needed some more screws and some more straps in it, or if the tire section was getting too cupped out. So when the operators had that 10 minute reprep time during intermission, I could send them in one direction or the other. And then uh, just, you know, being able to watch all the racing and wave the blue flag for when the leaders are coming through. Cause I, I generally know in
1: all classes in endurocross cross, what place the top three people are in. Well, very good. Well, now, so it's been over for probably what a month now, looking back, how was it? How do you think that the turnout was in the racing and kind of the series overall, I guess it's kind of the first year with fans since Todd's taken over.
2: Yeah. So it wasn't hard to up the ante or, or do a better job after Glenn Helen, not that, you know, anything was wrong with Glen Helen, but under COVID restriction and staying in one venue, it's, it's not that much. It's not as exciting as traveling around the country and getting a different track every race weekend, and we got way more riders by doing that so uh, I I definitely learned a lot I I learned a lot from Todd and his crew he has a lot of experience with putting on races and and events and I learned a lot that'll hopefully help elevate Endurocross even more next year because I do plan on staying involved for another season and um, and hopefully making it bigger and keeping it growing and stuff and uh, I, being on the floor was great for me because I got a whole nother perspective. I've been a racer in EnduroCross. I've been a mechanic and I've been a spectator, but this time I was actually working the event. I saw the behind the scenes stuff that leads up to it during the the week prior and then ha- all the besi- behind the scenes stuff during the race weekend as well. And, and what happens afterwards. And like I said, that did nothing but uh, teach me a lot and it'll help me make EnduroCross even better next year.
1: Very cool. So now that you said that, you were you know, on a whole different role in a different behind the scenes. What what was your biggest takeaway? Was it, you know, what was your biggest eye opening? Like, oh man, it's way harder to build the track than we thought. Or, you know, the one thing you told me that surprised me was getting the right, like you mentioned it earlier, getting the left line and the right line through the rock section that's pretty even. So you don't have just one line that's the hot one. Yeah,
2: that's that's really important for specifically the pro class but you know the amateurs will figure it out too they'll know what an easy line is and they'll all file into that we don't want to see that we want to see racing across the board if I could have four lines in a rock section that's that's it that's we did a good job but the the biggest takeaway I had from it was probably surprising enough is I feel like it's harder to build an enduro cross track than a hard enduro track because you're kind of under the under the microscope the whole time with everybody gets a opportunity to walk the track the tracks only you know 40 minutes or i'm sorry 40 seconds for our top pros to do a lap sometimes so you cover the that's what makes it under the microscope they're looking at it in detail they're everybody's out there giving you your opinion i love to hear the rider's opinion the team's opinion and stuff but You know, it's one guy wants me to flip one rock. Another guy wants me to put a little more dirt in front of a log. Another guy wants me to take a little dirt off the log. So I'd rather just surprise these guys and just have them come in, do their track walk, race it, get a little feedback in between practices, tune it up. But by the time night show comes, just
1: race that track. Yeah. I think you said it best mid-season when you said you're way too accessible for those guys that you're out there and they're walking right by you the whole time. Telling you know everyone's got their opinion like you said good bad or indifferent. Yeah, and it's all close.
2: You can see you can see the track from the stands. We're in a hard enduro. <laughs> you you're can go hide in the woods. woods. <laughs> I, I'm improving it. They know it. They don't have much input. They just say go, Josh, go out in the woods and do your job.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. I can't wait to get there and get the surprise. So, well, what um, any word on like you said you're planning on doing some enduro cross stuff next year schedule roughly obviously it'll be after TKO kicking off same kind of schedule you heard anything they're still working on it obviously
2: they're still working on it um I'm encouraging them to you know kind of stick to the try and get some more races back in the northwest go back to Idaho again go back to uh Everett or Washington we we would pack houses there every year so that's that's my input for the next season as far as locations and schedules and then that's another aspect of the racing that I still need to learn, you know, and I got, luckily I got a lot of people helping me out and, and sharing the information and what it takes to schedule a venue. And uh, with our race schedule and their hockey schedule or basketball schedule or monster truck or whatever they got going on and bringing it to town at the right time. So we're not, you know, coming to town one weekend after Nitro Circus where everybody already went to Nitro Circus last weekend, so they don't want to go to another race this weekend or that, you know, that was their month, uh, their weekend off activity.
1: Well, and I think that's what kind of to change the subject to hard enduro, you know, our season kind of wrapped up at TKO and it was like, it's mid-August and hard enduro is over. You know, for a lot of us guys on the East Coast that don't do enduro cross, we had a couple of SEER races that really, you know, we had to look forward to, but then our sear series ended in, I think it was September 25th and it was just like, all right now the season's over so it was kind of a bummer yeah. but uh i know what you mean about trying to get people while they're hungry and want to see some more action
2: yeah definitely i mean i understand what you're saying drew i if if it was up to me i'd shift the whole schedule around and just race the indoors only when it's snowing outside you know and raining and yep. stuff because when we're when we're wrapping up at tko some properties are just opening up you know they had a couple months to build their race course with their their team and and they're ready to have their race but the hard and season's over so yep. yeah my my maybe someday we'll see it my way
1: yeah maybe maybe well i will say that ttc in late september i think it was maybe in late september early october i can't exactly remember but it was it was pretty awesome water in the creeks some leaves down yeah, I was stoked when you sent me the pictures
2: of how yeah. full the rivers were. I sent those to the entire Enduro cross or uh TKO, TKO
1: team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would have because... they would have loved it. All those Red Bull guys. Um, well, so we obviously I was going to go straight to Super Enduro, but a little hard enduro. Next year the Hard Enduro World Championship, they've announced pretty much the whole schedule. We've got TKOs back on there. And then yeah. two weeks afterwards, we're going to Canada for the outliers race. Is that correct? Yep. That's right. Okay. Yep. All right. So that'd be cool. So we're back on the the world championship series, which is cool. Because I thought that really brought, you know, wish it would yeah, have been yeah. a little more wet for those guys make it a little harder, but you know, maybe next year it'll be a monsoon. You never know.
2: They liked it though, man.
1: They really did mm-hmm.
2: just as it was. I mean, I heard a uh, Billy, I think talk, I listened to his podcast and he said, that was his highlight of the year. I mean, it might have been, especially because that's when the point swing happened. He made the last lap pass. That's a yeah. that's a hell of a race for him. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, if they got a wet one, I I, I don't know. I think we still would have seen Manny and Billy up there battling it yeah. out just as they were.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was there. They're definitely they were they were going. So well on to Super Enduro. So you like you mentioned earlier, you guys are flying out. I think in the morning to Poland. Um, yep it's a five race series is that correct which is it's way more spread out than I thought
2: yeah there's supposed to be a double header round in Germany that one already got postponed so hopefully we see it go off
1: I I don't know off top of my head what the dates
2: are that it got moved to but um,
1: okay
2: yeah and then the
1: the schedule I'm looking at says it's March 19th and 20th I don't know if that was pre-pushed or if that's accurate that's
2: accurate, because the first okay. round would have been a couple of days after New Year's. It's always the first weekend of January, because because so, we've been to that round many a times. My birthday is January 3rd, so I always remember the trip to Germany.
1: Uh, or you don't remember it. Hey. <laughs> <You> remember <laughs> most of it. But, uh, okay, so that that explains it, because I was looking, I guess December 4th, which is this weekend, is Poland, and January 20th, February 5th, and then those that back-to-back round in March 19th and 20th in Germany, so... Um, five round series. I, I sent Cody a message right before we recorded. He's doing all the rounds. Um, yeah. So there's rumors Colton's doing one. He's doing two. You, you got any input? Any, um, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know
2: the for sure deal on that. I obviously I'm really close with Colton. We're
1: we're buddies. You know, we grew up
2: together. We live close to each other. But um, what's, oh, that? what's that? What's that? I was gonna say um, what's that? You just threw. <laughs> you still there? I got you. Still. Yeah. You got me. I just got we're a picture of it. Yeah, we're recording. My sister was calling me. Sorry. No, love you,
1: sister.
2: Oh, I ignored her. Sorry, Alicia. Oh, um, I ain't calling yeah. back. Yeah. So, okay, about so the rumors. I I don't know. Yeah. I've been hearing rumors too, but I I don't see why they wouldn't just keep him racing all season. You're you're building the guy a bike. You're sending a mechanic to a race. You're already yeah. sending a van with the mechanics to the race. If if he goes over, if he's going over there for the first one, he's racing the whole series. That's what my opinion yeah. is. I don't know. I haven't been up to Husky yet since I've been down in Southern California, but you better believe I'm going to be there next week looking for some digging through the trash can, looking for nuts and bolts for my bikes. Well,
1: hey, so speaking of nuts and bolts and uh, stuff you hear behind the scenes, Alfredo Gomez, he isn't going to be with Husky anymore. I didn't see his name on the roster. Did I miss it or is he not racing?
2: I didn't think Alfredo had intended on racing. Okay. And uh, I I know, yeah, he's he's, uh, leaving the team.
1: Was that by his choice or Husky's choice? You got any thoughts? I've I've heard Husky didn't renew his contract. I wouldn't know. Okay. Enough said. Uh, I I wasn't I, I wasn't I fishing, I just that's what I heard. So I wasn't sure. No, I don't know. I, I
2: hope the okay. best for Alfredo, no matter what he's gonna do, he's gonna kick ass next year, but I don't know the details of his uh signing with the team or not. And Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I thought after he won Expandia that race, I was like, <laughs> and then to let him go. I mean he's a race winner this year, but Again, I know you're close to all those situations, so moving on.
2: Yeah, I really look forward to seeing what happens to Alfredo, and I'm excited to, to see what's next for him. And it's it's definitely – I'm real curious to know, too. And I'm going to try and find out this weekend. Maybe we'll talk after the race, and I'll be able to let you know. All right. Well, sounds good. So when you fly
1: – you say you're flying back Sunday. So you're just flying over – what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Wednesday. So we're yep. recording this Tuesday, November 30th. You're flying December 1st over there. Yep. Okay. And we're Doing gonna
2: fun. basically be time traveling. We lose like twenty something hours in travel. We'll get there. We'll leave here on Wednesday. We'll get there on Thursday, and then when we fly home on Sunday, we'll still get home on Sunday. It's just I, I call no, it time you're, traveling. You're
1: gaining it on the way back. Well, What? Um, yeah. when is the actual race? Like, give us a quick rundown on the race. Like race day schedule. Is it all Saturday? Kind of like endurance. It's Cross. all
2: Saturday. Riders will come in on Friday. You do technical inspection on Friday um fim tech sound test bike check brakes spokes they run through the bike and mark a bunch of stuff um there'll be like a gopro hot lap usually riders will hang out and watch that on friday night Uh, any one of the top 10 riders gets to do it and then saturday it's quite similar to enduro cross there's stuff going on during the day practice but practice for all the classes and then uh yeah definitely a three moto night show just like enduro cross on saturday night
1: okay so three moto night show all right well sweet well i can't wait to see it like you said i think it's a pretty wild field um hopefully yeah hopefully billy and manny don't just do kind of what they did in the hard enduro scene and kind of gap everyone i don't i don't obviously we don't know but it'd be good to see a little more parody
2: I think there will be. I think it, it's it dude with that many fast guys on the track, it gets pretty chaotic. I'm sure there'll be a time this year where you see Billy off the podium. I'm sure there'll be a time where you see Manny off the podium. Cause there's so many guys that are going to get in there and, and mix it up. I don't, I don't think this is anybody's title right out of the gate. Um, Manny hasn't raced super enduro. And I think four seasons, he won the junior world championship and then he, I don't think he came back after that and he just stuck to, to hard Enduro and was kind of grinding at that. And you saw what that produced. Um, And it's hard to, hard to go from hard Enduro to Enduro cross. You know, it's not, not everybody excels at it like they do in hard Enduro. It's, it's quite a bit different. I mean, Ryder's a great example of it. You know, unfortunately he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't breaking the podiums this year in Enduro cross, but he sure was in hard Enduro.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You said Ryder Real Blonde, is what you're talking about, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, And so, okay, I, looking through, I just pulled up on my phone the list of people in the prestige class, as they call it. We got Billy Bolt, Johnny Walker. Johnny's going to be on the two-stroke. you think that'll slow him down at all? No. Okay. Because that's I, what, what Tim O'Pole, and also Tim Apollo. So, anyway, let me run through these real quick. Billy Bolt, Johnny Walker, Manuel Teddy Teddy Blazusiak. Um, I'd like to see him come back and be competitive. I don't know how his shoulder is. I know it was getting him at TKO. You can uh, never count Taddy out. Absolutely not. Uh, Cody Webb, and then Paul Torres is going to be on a WR 450. Nah. Get, I think he's going to ride two stroke. You think so? That's what it is. I'm just reading you what it says on the thing, but it also said Billy was going to be on a FE 530. So um, then William, <laughs> William Hoare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, don't, I didn't want to say that. That's really good. Okay. And then. DeLigo I don't even know don't know I got Timipole Colton Haker and then Suf Salella Sella yeah he's from Israel okay yep all right so obviously Billy and Manny kind of stepped away or pulled away at Hard Enduro. what who do you see contending with them this year I mean Cody and Colton they gonna have something for them well, I hate I hate to say it, you know, No offense to Manny, but I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: definitely knock him down a couple notches from where he was in his uh, in the World Championship of Hard Okay,
1: different. I'm, like I'm you gonna, said, his rider, different discipline.
2: Yeah, just you know, he hasn't he hasn't been pushing towards it in the past few years. He's really been focused right. on the harden thing, and I think he's uh, he's trying to be more well, more rounded right now. I think that's what the teams really want. But I see it being. I see Billy being really hard to beat. Okay. He's beatable. And I think yep. Cody and Colton are gonna give it to him. But I, I see the top being, you know, Billy, Cody, Colton, Johnny, Manny. Well, you know not Billy, particularly in that order, but like kind of.
1: The the biggest concern I have about Billy is he sends it. And I don't know if Enduro Cross it'll bite him.
2: He definitely sends it, but he's been he's been harnessing that power <laughs> this yeah. year because he's still sending it at all these hardened arrows. And I mean, that's the difference between him and and Manny. Sometimes it's Billy's big sends, and Manny's a little cleaner and more techie. Um, yeah. Billy can b- pull out some some stuff, and Manny's just there all the time. And again, I don't want to take it any, away from any of these guys. I mean, they're still going to be. It's anybody's race, really. Including well, Manny. I, we I just don't know what he's going to look like. I haven't seen yeah. ride hard uh, enduro cross or super enduro in a few
1: years. Well, because they didn't have super enduro obviously last year, COVID. And then, right, I don't think there was – I don't remember saying right. it. Right,
2: they were supposed to do yeah. it, and then the season before is the one that got cut short. The final round got postponed and then ultimately canceled, and the Billy won his championship, like, in his backyard at his test
1: track. Oh, yeah, just On for sure. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> Instagram win. <laughs> yeah, yeah all right well good luck to all those guys i hope our american boys can go over there and put it on the podium and uh, contend for some wins so good luck to colton good luck to cody for sure
2: yeah we'll keep uh we'll keep everybody posted on uh, how to check out the info and you know i'll do my best on instagram or somebody even said hey josh why don't you do like a facebook live yeah so everybody can watch some stuff and do some commentary so i'll I'll definitely do something because i'm actually legitimately spectating this round Mm -hmm. like up in the stands and
1: stuff so well, and that was—I will say—backing up to enduro cross, like the Flow TV coverage was was really good. Like having Daniel Blair and Kristen Beat, like gave it a little more legitimacy. I think to some people that don't normally follow our sport, um, you know, I follow Supercross quite a bit, which I think a lot of people do. But Daniel Blair's kind of coming up and doing some bigger things there, and to have him in enduro cross was good. And I think Cody being in the booth the first few rounds really helped as well.
2: Yeah, I'm super happy, Cody came out and stuck with the series all year came to all the rounds i think he might have missed one round but yeah i'm pretty sure he flipped his own bill just to come to our races and yeah and uh, i appreciate that and he's he's great definitely as you said great to have in the booth there's not many people that know as much about enduro cross as cody webb
1: well and i mean and it was it was good you know he's obviously getting older and he he sees the value in promoting the sport and you know leaving a little legacy behind and he really helped Daniel with some technical stuff and pointing him in the right direction. So it was, they were a good team for no doubt. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We need those passion driven guys to keep this thing going. People that love it, dude. I, I'm, that's why I'm here. I love Endurocross. I love Hard Enduro and I love my little dirt bike family all across all the world. Right, so
1: so that, that's a good segue into what what you're doing in 2022. You want to, you where you want to start for year 2022? The big news, the schedule that came out.
2: Yeah, so the first part of the year, definitely. I mean, that's what I can I can talk about now because I don't know what's happened in the second part of the year. But we did uh, just release the AMA Hard Enduro schedule.
1: No, no, it's for the the U S. Hard Enduro schedule.
2: Yeah, is the, the AMA, official name U S. Hard yeah. Enduro.
1: So, yeah. so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about we have rebranded, or I don't want to say we. You guys have rebranded a little bit instead of extreme off road. We've now calling it Hard Enduro. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, Harden is definitely more marketable for us to share with the rest of the world because that's what it's more. Universal uh, internationally known as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, I want to give a huge shout out to Elevated Action Sports. So I wouldn't be, you know, dabbling in this series again without the support of Matt Musgro and the whole team behind him. Um, yeah. It'll be Matt Musgro and Rob Mitchell. Um, a couple of guys that are, you know, at their, what they do. And Matt has a lot of experience and Rob has a lot of experience. And I'm super stoked to be working with them next year for this championship.
1: Well, and I don't know how much I can or can't say, but thank you to you three for, and Matt, I think mostly for stepping yeah. up, taking the bull by the horns and getting the series on track for 2020 because there was some time there where it was looking like we might not have a hard enduro series for 2022 so thank you guys I, i'm glad matt was able to put all the pieces together rob came on board you're on board uh you know still going to be in the east and the west which i don't know how else we can do it um tko is still not part of the series it's still the ama grand national championship which it's always been so that's no different but thank you guys for Putting all this together, the schedule finally came out. We've got a few new rounds. I think there's ten rounds on the schedule. One's TBA, um, new round in Pennsylvania. Um, so exciting times!
2: Yeah, you're right,
1: dude. Matt definitely stepped
2: up. Super big thanks to Matt, and uh, he he gives me the confidence, man. He can he can handle a whole bunch of stuff that I'm not as good at, and, and I'm out there on the course handling some of the more you know boots on the ground stuff that he needs help with and we, we make a really good team so uh we did that irc enduro fest at Orpino last year and that's when we were like man we could really do some some rad shit together dude let's yep. let's keep talking about it and so we did and it developed we worked with ama and and all the events and all these events we're going to this year are, are you know people that i enjoyed working with in the past and um i approve of their events and we we've we've spent a lot of time talking a lot of phone calls (laughs) and i'll i'll be at all these venues ahead of time as soon as i get back from poland i'm gonna go check out some some stuff from ridgecrest i'll be down in page hopefully before january 1st and you know on on site making sure all these race courses are bitching for all all classes
1: well all classes you got any new classes you want to talk about i've been pushing for a class
2: yeah, Drew. I know, Drew. You and Okay, well, number. hold on, hold on.
1: Before, before we get to the actual classes, for all us old guys out there, I want a 40-pro class for all of us old guys that we know we're not going to win the pro class, but we'd love to have a little competition within the, within the competition. So uh, what have you guys – and it had not been released yet. Have you guys talked about classes, structure? Is it going to be kind of similar to what we've done in the past? Have you gotten that far along yet? I know the schedule was the big push.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely um we added one class. I know Drew wants a 40 plus class and or no 40 plus pro vet forty-five plus pro class. See, it's already too complicated. The no, 40, the 40. I
1: can't I'm not 45 yet. I can't raise that one.
2: Okay. Well let's see what how Drew changes his mind once he's 45. But <laughs> of course. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, we have a schoolboy class. We're trying to figure out how to get the youth into the series. Um because it's hard you know when your wheels are smaller it's it's definitely changes the uh, game and your displacement smaller so why not at least stack you up against guys your, your own age absolutely um, so we'll have a schoolboy class for the youth riders i'm not sure on the bike displacement sizes i don't know the rule off the top of my head but i want to say that they're going to be allowed to ride even i suggested trials bikes but i don't know if that's official yet because trials bikes the big problem that some of the other people have with the trials bikes is they can't necessarily go as far. But mm-hmm. after my experience with EnduroCross this year and watching the youth trials class, yeah, it actually brought was more cool. young riders in than we've ever had in EnduroCross. So maybe the trials bikes is the key. That's still in discussions, and that's just getting a little, giving you guys a little inside info on what kind of stuff we talk about to come to these uh, conclusions behind the scenes.
1: What would? Why do you think the the trials the youth trials class got more people? Like obviously, a, a smaller person could be more competitive on a trials bike because of the lower seat, lower weight. Because it's still got the bigger, most of them have the bigger wheels or the full size wheels. Um, that's not a bad idea. I like it.
2: Well, yeah, the bike's damn near eighty pounds lighter. I don't, I don't know exactly, but I, I think it is eighty pounds lighter. Right, they're one hundred and fifty. I mean, 150 pounds lighter. Yeah. Really? No, I'm um, no, wow. no, 150 pounds. Oh no, they're 150 pounds. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're in the same ballpark for sure. Yeah. 80. So I think that just alone really gives them is a big advantage for these guys.
1: Yeah. Well, and the, and there's no seat. So obviously touching the ground is, you know, I mean, that's the other big thing with a kid. Um, I know Jeff Aaron's kid was out there ripping it up at a lot of them. Um, but all right. So classes will be coming out rules. Um, Again, I don't know how much we can talk about. Drop rounds, anything with that we can talk about, or is that all just going to be coming out in the future?
2: I think for the pro class, we're going to have a drop round on each coast. Okay. And that is mainly because there's a, a world championship round scheduled on top of one of our West Coast rounds.
1: Okay.
2: And there's a world championship round scheduled on top of one of our East Coast rounds. Now, we don't want to limit the opportunity for any of our U.S. pros to be able to go overseas and ride that world championship, Absolutely. which is where we decided that maybe having a drop round is going to be the the best move. Yeah. Um, I I also I don't think we should have a drop round for any of the amateurs. I don't think the amateurs are going to go to Italy to race that same weekend as our East Coast <laughs> round. So I think the amateur that shows up to the most rounds – should be rewarded not just be like hey man you get a drop one guy got a drop and another guy showed up to five rounds i think the guy that showed up to five rounds should get all five rounds worth of points
1: okay does
2: that make sense
1: yeah it does yeah it's it's not fair to us to have jobs and lives but i understand
2: i know but drew if you were able to send it and make it to five rounds and some other guys sent it and only made it to four yeah and he he just called that last round his drop, but you actually drove to it. And he beat you by one point. Don't you think you should make that – you should win that championship because you made it to one more round than he did?
1: Yes. I I, I, I definitely see both sides of it being in my current life position. You know, because I missed one of the SEER races because my wife's cousin decided to randomly schedule a wedding on Labor Day, um, two months before Labor Day. But anyway, I'm still bitter, but, hey, it is what it is. Um All right, so will it be also, and you may not know this, Are we're going to have, like, last year I think we had an East champion and a West champion for all classes, and then an overall champion?
2: That's right. We're going to still do the same thing.
1: Okay.
2: We're going to have – I I don't know the AMA rule on the overall championship. It is in the ruling that there's going to be an overall AMA champion. Yep. But I think – and like Tristan was the overall champion from last year. So he gets run number one all this year okay, or this coming year. Um, but we're, we give an official West regional title and an official East regional title. And yep. then a, what overall. I think is an unofficial overall, but it's our series leader.
1: Okay. Our series so, champion. Okay. And then, I know in the past, we've done AMA state championship plates. Do you know if that's going to be in effect or not? Because the reason we never had two races in the same state is because it conflicted with this state championship thing. But now we've got two in Pennsylvania. Any, any, have you talked about that at all?
2: No, I wasn't really aware of a state championship. Yeah. So
1: basically for every race, like I've got two AMA number one plates and it's an AMA, state championship for like Battle of the Goats one year. I'm the North Carolina hard enduro champion for A-class. Um, just something to think about because that's why in the past we haven't had two races in the same state. So, yep, get the notepad out.
2: Okay, I'm putting yeah. it on there.
1: <laughs> I, see, I see you writing and I think this is going to be audio only, but you, you never know. We may, we may end up putting the video out. Um, so, but no, exciting times because – I mean, 10 rounds, that's going to be sweet. I'm looking forward to it. The, The only thing I'm not liking Pennsylvania home, back to Pennsylvania two weeks later instead of a week later. But I know, I think we talked in the middle of all this and you guys said you couldn't get them back to back, correct?
2: Yeah, I push for that, too, because I think everybody, when they make a swing to one coast, I think it's it's good for them to be able to hit two rounds back-to-back weekends rather than have one off between. Even you, you know, you're, you're on the East, so you're going to be able to go – you're going to be closer to PA than the West Coast boys. But, yeah, that came down to just them scheduling and what worked best for their clubs. And, uh, man, I got to say that scheduling was the hardest aspect of this whole – Bringing this whole series together, I mean, everybody's got their dates and they got their reasons. And when you try and mix ten rounds together, and everybody's yeah. got their own reasons of why they shouldn't move, every, pretty much everybody's reasons are equally important. And
1: yeah. and well, and and you're you're fighting weather because that you can't have it in the winter in a lot of locations. Like some of the stuff out west, you can. And then and then you're also fighting, like you said, dates and trying to pair up west coast and east coast and I think it's better we don't have any east coast go to the west coast the next weekend back to the east coast like we did last year which was unavoidable but it it looks better I know I would never want to schedule try and schedule a race and you've got to schedule it around what GNCC and National Enduro schedule and some of the stuff out west or at least a little bit of that
2: stuff we try and look at that stuff especially this year more than than in the past because now we got jordan ashburn who's like freaking jack of all man i can see that guy
1: squeaking onto a podium no yeah. problem he's
2: yeah. he's kicking ass and
1: uh, dude he just he just won a race this past weekend beat nick Farringer and Ryder LeBlanc. so yeah i head. saw that man yeah.
2: the, over the night one the ozark 100 yeah. right ozark
1: 100 is 75 miles in the daytime 25 miles at night and it wasn't a true hard enduro; it was a lot of fast tight stuff and uh jordan said yeah. nick was moving he he rode the two stroke, didn't he? Yep, rode the two stroke. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he even put hand guards on because it was going to be so tight. Which <laughs> I was like, ah, it's impressive. So but no, he was. Like he had a good payday. He, dude, he said that was the second highest payday pain race in America, behind Tough Like Roar. He got he got three grand for the win plus I think four fifty because he got all three hole shots.
2: That's awesome yeah maybe i can so, go to those arc 100 and see if i can help them step it up and make it super hard
1: yeah i think i'm sure so
2: um, well, anyways guys like jordan we're super happy to have him yep. in the sport and we are going to try and work around some of the national enduro and hard enduro stuff just to make sure we can keep guys like him and people alike you know that also want to do both in, in the mix but when it comes down to it uh yeah it's all about the hard enduro here on this side
1: all right so Exciting times. Thank you guys for getting the series, keeping it going this year, rebranded, love the hard Enduro instead of extreme off-road really, really like that. So what else you told me you've got another race in Mexico you're working on. Let's kind of move to what else you've got lined up this year.
2: Yeah. Once I, uh, Mexico, the Sierra hard Enduro, that's going to be in February. I want to say the last weekend of February. I, I am headed out there in a couple more weeks when I return from Poland to do a little scouting mission and check out their terrain and get the whole rundown. And then during February, I'll spend three to four weeks down there helping build that race course. Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be three different motos going on there. There's going to be a prologue, like an Endurocross style prologue. There's going to be a 70 kilometer hair scramble style. Uh, difficult hair scramble style race and a 90 kilometer hard
1: enduro gps race for the final um that seems long hap- what is that mile wise we're talking like 30 miles 50 miles give me a breakdown real i think quick. i i think 90 kilometers is around 60 miles
2: holy cow now. that's a long
1: yeah. that's a long day yeah approximately approximately <laughs> <laughs> roughly yeah yeah roughly
2: so yeah uh, okay <laughs> yes yeah, so okay. i'm really excited about that i, I to me it, it feels like a similar to like a romaniacs experience i'm going to get get myself to some other country with a bunch of people that i don't know that well become their friends immerse myself in the culture in the country and build a badass hardened arrow and then uh, come home
1: and tell everybody about how i'm living the dream Well, it it was pretty funny. We were talking about the other day, and you said, you think I'm closer to that than some of the races. And it's in Monterey, Mexico, which is 20 hours from East Tennessee, basically straight through Texas and south. So, hey, for everyone that might be looking for something to do in the spring into February, Monterey, you you think you're going to be safe down there? Do I need to get some bail money and some ransom money together?
2: No, um, not to elaborate too much, but my experience (laughs) in countries like that is usually – when we come in to do a dirt bike race, they like us.
1: Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Josh, that's all I've got on the, the list, man. What, what else you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? Anything else you want to discuss? Anything going on? Um, no, I'm just out here
2: in SoCal right now, mixing it up with the, uh, the boys at Chocolate Mountain Ranch, uh, helping them around there to escape some snow up in Idaho. Okay. Uh spend, I'm closer to my hometown down here, so I'll I'll spend Christmas in Hollister and uh how come it took me took so long to get me on the podcast, Drew?
1: Just waiting then, on you. I I, I, I'm kinda, I, think you, I think you ghosted us the first time you were supposed to be on air. You you were doing so. I think you went to you came into town and you flew to Romania, never did a podcast. You flew back from Romania a month later, still didn't do a podcast. Oh so, yeah, that that eleven hour time difference is a little tough. You are you are you were pretty wrecked. So that's yep, so usually
2: no. I'm living my life, man, just wide open yeah. dirt bike yeah. stuff, little pooped uh, out. I, I, we
1: <laughs> we tried to have a conversation when you were driving what the twenty two hours from Idaho to Southern California, Correct. and I think we dropped the call fifteen times, and we finally Dude, gave up.
2: It ended up being twenty seven hours. Oh, so far, I know towing the toy hauler twenty seven oh, hours in the last. Five hundred miles were the the thorn in my side. They took so long. Las Vegas down to California was bad.
1: Oh well. Uh, you got you got anybody hiding out back there? Where'd Colton go? Did he have a shower? Do you put his clothes on? Go get him. So y'all can't see it. Josh is walking. You guys having a fire? House. Yeah, bro. Oh, oh. oh Colton, you want to talk to her a little bit?
2: Sure.
1: Colton, come say what's me? up. I
2: in there.
1: Okay. Hopefully he's got clothes on. He doesn't. Y'all aren't gonna have video. Oh hey. Hi. Hi. How are Uh, you? So first of all, congratulations. On, on uh, (laughs) the fifth the fifth enduro cross title. I haven't talked to you or spoken. Yep. So I want you to answer one question about this title. Who won your championship party? Who was the winner of your championship party? Yeah.
0: Josh, that was, Josh is the undisputed five-time <laughs> champion of the championship party. I think. I think the picture. I, mean, the dude, I saw – the dude was asleep on the couch, passed out. I mean, asleep, I say asleep. He's like passed out at like ten. <laughs> oh, so that was that was the night of the party. I thought he was
1: just so bad. The next day, he was still there.
0: No, that the championship party. The dude, the dude passed out on the couch at ten.
1: No, well, he he went hard and early.
0: He did. He brought it. He brought it in. He brought us all up to a level, and then he he didn't continue that level. We all <laughs> continued it for him, and then yep. he, he he rallied back. There was a oh, rally. Really? So he was yeah. the ro-
1: he was on a roller coaster for the for the ride. He he yeah. was up
0: and then he was down and he got back up again. I mean, it just goes with his life, right? I mean, same thing. <laughs> just yeah. the way he likes to do it, I guess.
1: Yeah. So all right, I asked him earlier what. The rumor is you're doing one round of Super Enduro. You're doing two rounds of Super Enduro. What? You got anything planned or anything further than you're going to Poland and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't really know to be honest. I don't, those rumors are all speculations, even on my part. I mean, okay. As far as as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm gonna go to all the rounds. So uh, okay. Um, don't think I sh- I don't. I, I yeah. I just think that going is yeah to all of them is, is in, in everyone's minds. I don't think they would be sending me if I wasn't planning on going to the mall, so. My,
1: very good. Well, what else has been going on? How, how's life up in Idaho? You still enjoying it?
0: Yeah, yeah I uh, had to come down here because of the winter A bit, you know, like uh, didn't know if it was going to be snowing. It's just kind of whether it, the, the snow comes in or not is hit or miss. Like if it could say it'll be snowing for a week and then it's just sunshine whole week so it's the weather the weather man is is as bad up there as he is anywhere else uh okay and uh and yeah we're i had to come down here to to do some riding and to make sure that i could you know ride because i can guarantee i'm gonna ride in california um yeah. whether rain or shine so um yeah so we came down here and then uh, i flying out tomorrow morning uh and josh is just just full man friend. Oh,
1: look at him. He stepped up. He stepped up one notch. No more mechanic. He's just man friend now.
0: Just full man friend. That's exactly what we're going to... All the perks. All no, the perks he... without, any of the, without any of the, like, jobs, really. Well, tell him to be... He's got to bring your vlog back. He can be
1: He can be running around filming everything for you.
0: The vlog guy?
1: Yeah, he can be vlog guy.
0: Man friend vlog guy. Man friend vlog. Well, I'll see how he feels about that. No, he will not like it at all. He... <laughs> <laughs> what uh how,
1: how's the bike how's the well you're riding the 350 over there Are you sending one over or is the I
0: guess I would say Europe guys but they got a bike over there for you yeah they built out the bike and uh over there in uh I think in Italy they built it and okay. so we sent we sent some stuff you know some suspension and some parts but most mostly I think uh the bike should be about the same maybe a little bit different
1: I don't know all right, man. Well, Hey, good luck. Uh, it, round one. And I hope your man friend can uh, help you out and uh, get you on the podium or up on the top step of the podium.
0: Yeah, dude. Um kind of surprised that he wanted to go, but, uh, I am looking forward to it. I mean, with all this COVID stuff we got going on, I mean, I don't know. It's just like traveling seems difficult, you know, like yeah. they just try to make it extra difficult for everybody to like go and do things maybe. And, uh, you know, like getting a COVID test in Poland to leave is like something that's on my mind and we're only there for three days. And I'm pretty sure you have to get like a rapid test in order to, you know, have like the results within a certain amount of those, those couple of days that you're there. Otherwise, you are stuck. who knows? And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of nice to have like, you know, a traveling buddy, especially this first one, um, just to just to you know if anything goes whatever then we're at least at least not stuck by ourselves
1: yeah I talked to I talked to Sipes today Ryan Sipes and he was in Paris for the Paris Supercross yep. and he was talking about I guess when they got there they went ahead and did a COVID test to get out I'm like well you're there for three days how is that going to work and it worked out and he tested negative so he got to come home so hey fingers crossed that works out <laughs>
0: Yeah, apparently you can do a COVID test at the airport as well Okay. Um, okay. if you needed it, if you didn't already get it. Um, I've heard that's a thing. And then everywhere's different. Like each yeah. each country and each federation of the country is different and different <laughs> rules than the next. So um, yeah, it's just kind of like made everything a little bit like complicated. Uh, complicated, more more than it needed to be, I guess. And yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, stoked to have an official man friend of this one. He's always been a man friend, but he had a little, he had a more responsibility than just man friend before. So yeah. Um, a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just stoked to be going back. Honestly. Um, I never expected to, to go back to, to super enduro um, just because I, uh, they want to keep things fairly separate at Husqvarna KTM Group. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of want to keep Euro guys racing in Europe because, you know, for them on their standpoint, um, they have guys that can win, right? Yep. Uh, they have it kind of for the most part covered as far as the podium, um, as far as like the brands, right? They got three brands. Uh, most likely, those three brands can can win and stay on the podium for the most part. Um, so. Um, for them to send me you know i'm just they gave me opportunity they asked me if i wanted to go i didn't have to say yes but uh any opportunity to do something that you really truly love doing um you know is worth all the complicatedness of what we're gonna face here and uh and i'm just uh yeah grateful and stoked to have the opportunity again i'm really happy to go back and see everybody that we haven't seen in a couple of years you know we've made a lot of friends over there and um and just the whole the whole vibe of it we've had good experiences some a lot of stories over the years so uh (laughs) looking forward to more and uh yeah keeping it rolling all right man well hey good luck and uh
1: tell josh thanks for the time and uh thanks for coming on here at the end i'm glad i didn't catch you walking around with with no clothes on i could hear you in the shower when we first started
0: did you see me walk behind you with the towel on
1: uh no, I missed it. I, I must have I must have closed my eyes right when you walked by.
0: You just you're just so uh, used to me with my shirt off now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean that's it was, how it was all... just like
0: a normal it was like a normal night for you.
1: Yeah, it was just hard and hard and all over again. It depends. So well man, good luck. Tell Josh, where's thanks, Josh? There. Josh, thank you for your time.
2: Thanks, Drew. Thanks for thanks to American Hard Girl for everything you guys have done and supported me and uh especially you and your family for helping me out and You've always been a good guy to call on and uh, bounce the ideas off of when it's, I need a, I need a
1: 40 plus bet, you know, pro. (laughs) Hey, you keep saying it enough. It'll be a class. So you just keep repeating it. Keep talking it. Okay. I'll
2: try that with the, with the conversations with the AMA next week. I'll, I'll just keep bringing
1: it up. Yeah, I, I'm sure Kudla will just say, whatever Drew wants, he can have. 40-plus pro, let's do it.
2: <laughs> we, have, we might as well call it the American Harden drill class.
1: Oh, gosh. Hey, but but everyone's welcome except Chuck. He's the only one who can. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, I'm going right, to pull Chuck
2: out of retirement, Mike Brown, and Aaron, Jeff Aaron. Dude, we'll that... who wants to
1: have a pro 40 plus pro class hey i'll take it you know what anything to line up against those guys but dude <laughs> hey safe travels uh you've been deemed a man friend now so good luck with that one right on i'm looking you forward know. to it all right man hey i'm gonna beat you to it cheers Josh. cheers Drew. bye all right safe. you